um, just a couple of things to let you know about. Um, firstly, really exciting is um, the Chanctonbury Storehouse, uh, which I think most of you have uh, heard about. Thank you so much for everyone that's contributed. Um, so much has come into the storehouse. It's amazing. But so much is going out. We are now up to 50 Christmas parcels, uh, which are being uh, prepared and delivered to families in need over the Christmas period. Most of that is within the boundaries of our parish, but we've also got parcels going out to Lansing, um, Hove, I think Worthing and Shoreham are on the list as well. So we are thrilled that people are pulling on this service and that we're able to make a difference for people this year. If you would like to um, give anything more, you can email storehouse at chanctonbury.org.uk or you can talk to any team member outside after the service. Um, and we'd love to just connect you with that. Um, or if you'd like to give money towards it or bring more supplies, um, let's you know, um, email the storehouse email and then we can let you know uh, more fully what we need. But thank you so much. Couple of things about the Chris. Hi, Albie. Couple of things about the Christmas um, period. This afternoon, four o'clock, Christmas is going out to the doorsteps of the homes in our parish. We're so excited. So, four o'clock, we're meeting uh, for the Washington contingent at John Island Way. You do need to have booked, but there are still one or two places. And also, I know that there's going to probably be five people who can't come to. John Island Way, so there's five places opened up there. If you'd like to come, be there for four o'clock at the Green within John Island Way. Um, Ashington, four o'clock at the Community Centre, we're meeting there, and then um, uh, going all around the village for two to three hours, depends how long it takes. And then at 7.30pm tonight, our online Carols by Candlelight will go out on our YouTube channel. And I think there'll be a link sent to your inboxes as well for that. So that's happening today. Um, Wiston is included in the Washington run. We're going Washington, Wiston, and then Washington Village, just so you know if you're part of that um, contingent. I think that's probably all I need to say about that. And one other thing is that um, tomorrow, the Christmas journey, the Nativity journey here at Ashington is sold out. Um, so uh, unfortunately, there's, I don't think there's any more spaces there. So, um, but you should have all the details for that if you're coming. And then on Christmas Eve, if you did what you're thankful for and sent a little video in, that goes out at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So tune in for that. And then at 10 a.m. on Christmas Day, our online service. So that's everything you need to know about Christmas. And I think you should have all of that in your inbox. Um, I know that we might be struggling with the news that's come out in um, the last, uh, well, 12 hours really, isn't it? A bit longer than that. But we get to release something else, don't we? We get to release the joy and the hope of Jesus. And so it might be that you're, you're feeling like I want to help in that environment. So um, uh, there are opportunities. I read in the paper this morning about the Silver Line charity who the um, Duchess of Cornwall is a patron of. Um, which is just ringing people over Christmas. You can link in with that if you want to help in that way. If you want to help locally, um, send me an email or speak to me and I'll uh, bring you in to people we can um, connect with over Christmas as well, anyone who might be on their own. So that's enough about all that. But let us be that voice of hope and joy um, in the environment that we're in this Christmas, whatever it might look like if our plans are having to change. 
And let's remember that we get to reflect the hope of the light of the world, no matter what our circumstances are. So let's hold that before us. I'm going to hand over to the lovely Nick Taylor, Gemma, and just the two of you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so good to see you all this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a beautiful day it finally is. Haven't we got loads to be thankful for? Yeah. And one of the things that we are thankful for is that you've all come prepared with your cardboard testimonies today. Haven't you? Come on. So in case you're not sure what a cardboard testimony is, Gemma is going to remind us. Yeah, so hands up if you were here at one of the morning services last week. Oh, fantastic. So many of you. Awesome. But for those of you who weren't, last week we asked you guys to put on some cardboard. Essentially, Nick, can you hold us up so we can see? On one side, something that we were before Jesus changed us. So that could be lost, that could be hopeless, fearful, Nick's put addicted. Something negative that Jesus then changed about you. So Nick was changed from addicted to free. How amazing. Awesome. So good. And so what we asked you guys to do was to do that as well. Right, something that you were and something that you are now in Jesus. And so hopefully you guys have all done that. This is where we're calling on you. <laughs> so what we'd like to do is show off what God has done in our lives. So if you have your cardboard testimony with you, would you please, hmm, how do we do this best? If you're in the front third of the church, like the first kind of like two or three rows, with your cardboard testimonies, could you stand up now? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Simon says, stand up now. And, and uh, turn around so the rest of the church can see you. And hold up what you were so that yeah. everyone can see what you were before you were transformed by God. Amazing. So, awesome. I would read them out, but you're facing the wrong way. I can't see you. Okay. So, what we'd love you to do now is turn them around so everyone can see what you are now in Jesus. How amazing. And a big Let's round cheer. of applause. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That's so good. Amazing. Well done. Mm. Isn't God good? Next, I think the rest of church probably... The back few rows. Yeah. If everyone else if you, turns everyone around. Everyone else. That's it. So where you used to be if you put up first. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Okay. And then. Isn't it amazing that God yeah. can use people that felt like this? Yeah. Everyone. That's amazing. Right. And then if you turn them around so we can see what you are now. And let's cheer and awesome. clap. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. <laughs> so good. Wow, yeah. Thank you, Father, that you are in the business of transforming lives. Thank you that you take our brokenness and turn it into something beautiful. And I thank you that we are able and free to declare this goodness. And God, would, would the testimonies that we've seen on a bit of cardboard this morning be a prophecy for as we go out into the streets this afternoon, 
and as we declare your goodness and bring hope to people this Christmas, may there be absolute transformation. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. But, whoa, who's this? This is not Nick. Nick was here just a minute ago. Now we have, who is this? Presenter Nick? No, no, it's still Nick, unfortunately. Oh, never mind. Seamless transition, though, (laughs) into, into our skit for the morning. So, guys, if you've been here over the last couple of weeks, you will know that we have been looking at rising up, stepping up, and saving lives. And, uh... You've all heard of Crime Watch, right? This is nothing like that. This is Chank Watch, okay? We are going to be investigating three scenarios of how we might interpret what we've learned over the last few weeks. And we're going to see whether Jack, in particular, has got it right or wrong. And it's okay if he gets it wrong, because we love him. So, <laughs> in, the first, in the first scene here, we have Gemma, who looks like she's struggling... She's propless. <laughs> She's struggling to get through a door. What's going to happen? Oh, my goodness, guys. I can't get through. This is not going to look like this. I'm really excited to get through the box. Can we just go and help me? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm here. Save your man. Save your man. Why did you help you open the door? Firstly, I'll open the door. So, Saviour Man is a bit overwhelming and perhaps did a bit more than he was needed to do. Does that, anyone resonate with that perhaps? Anyone think they've actually, they go ahead and do way too much on what they need to do? Maybe. In our next scenario, we find Jack at the scene of a near-fatal, tragic accident. Well, how's he going to cope? And um, a quick update, Tallulah is recovering fine, despite Jack's best efforts to cut open her leg. It's a bit weird. So does that remind, does anyone resonate with that? Perhaps we think that we are the ones that have to save the lives, or is it just our job to point them to the doctor? 
in our third scenario on Chank Watch, we join Postman Jack on his rounds delivering to Gemma's house. Big round of applause for our actors. And uh, you could tell we put minutes of, of rehearsal time into that. <laughs> um, and just the takeaway from that, as I invite Holly up to, uh, to come and talk to us, is, you know, we don't have to overdo it. We don't have, it's not our job to save lives. It's just our job to be the messenger. We've got the best news. And as we've been learning over the last few weeks, Let's take that on board, that our job is to deliver the message, and it's up to God to do the rest. But isn't it a joy to be his hands and feet, and to be his postman? Holly, you're a ledge. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome. For those who don't know me, I'm Holly. I'm one of the heads of kids here. Um, so great to see you here. Great to see you online. Um, but yes, so we've been looking at, I forgot this earlier, remember it, Holly. So we're looking at ri rise up, get out, and save lives. That's what we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. Before we do, let's give our hands a bit of a shake. Our heads a bit of a shake. Shoulders a bit of a shake. Legs a bit of a shake. Give your bum a little bit of a wiggle. There we go. Great. Amazing. So, a lot like what we just saw in this sketch, the idea is that we don't have to be the saviour. The whole point of Christmas is that we gather together to celebrate the one who is the saviour. We already have one. We don't need to be another one. We don't need other people to be other ones. But all we need to be, and all he calls us to be, is to be a witness. Now, so in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, anyone know what it says? So it's Jesus is just about to go up. To heaven and he says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all and and to the ends of the that's what he sends us and tells us to do that to be our witnesses to the people nearest a little bit further and to the rest of the earth too um, so there's real power in being a good witness. Now, I'm just going to set up something. Simon Awesome is going to uh, play something just while I do it. Go, Simon. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, now you have been transformed into Chanctonbury courtroom. Here we have our three witness stands, okay? So, we have our witness stands of how we can be a good witness. So first of all, we have Bill. He's not here. So that's the first thing of being a good witness. It's actually just showing up. It's actually being there, turning up. It doesn't matter if you don't feel equipped. You've got to show up first. Otherwise, you're as good as a witness as Bill is here. 
which is not very good at all, because then you have nothing to say or to be heard. Brilliant. Um, would anyone like to be a volunteer for me? Isabel, come on up. Brilliant. Good job, Isabel. Right. Isabel here. She's shown up. Come and take a seat. Yeah. Brilliant. She's shown up. Isabel, thank you for showing up today to be your witness. Now, you haven't dressed as anyone else, have you? No? Are you just Isabel? Brilliant. Yes, she has nodded. She is just Isabel. Thank goodness for that. But Isabel doesn't tell the whole truth. Now, maybe it's because a packet of biscuits have been opened and three biscuits have gone missing. And she doesn't quite want to own up to the fact, or she maybe doesn't tell the whole truth. So, Isabel, if I told you, not that you would ever do this, because I know you're a really good, fruitful, amazing young woman, but if I had to say, don't tell the whole truth, and I went, Isabel, what happened to those three cookies? What could be something you could say? The cat ate them all, guys. The cat ate them all. Now here, Isabel, even though she showed up, she did better than Bill, she showed up, but she didn't tell the truth. She is still being heard, but what people are hearing is not the fullness of the truth. It could be that she dropped a crumb on the floor and the cat did eat, eat it. Who knows? So it could have been part of the truth, but it wasn't the whole truth, was it? Thank you very much, Isabel. Okay, another volunteer. Anyone want to be another? JB, come on up. Great. And here we have our witness, JB. Now, JB, he's showed up, hasn't he? He's here already, better than Bill. Good job. Now, but JB is also one of the most genuine, authentic, authentic, authentic boy of integrity, and he tells and he knows the whole truth. So if I ask you the same thing, do tell the truth, otherwise it won't work for this. Yeah, brilliant. Or just imagine what the truth could be. Yeah, great, brilliant. Um, so if I went to JB, JB, what happened to those three cookies? You ate them all. Ah, oh, thank you so much, JB, for telling me the truth. Now, JB showed up, he was heard, and he told the whole truth. Now, it isn't down to him then to fix it. Actually, by someone else hearing it, then they can go and replace the biscuits with new ones from Tesco's. Or they can, um, you know, it's fine. Actually, we don't need biscuits. Auntie Jo is going to come with a whole tub of biscuits that she's just made. It's all good. But JB told the truth. He showed up, he was heard, and he told the whole truth. He was a good witness. Good job, JB. Brilliant. So that's what we do. All we have to be is a witness is we have to be ourselves. We need to turn up. We need to say what we know is truth and therefore we'll be heard. That is the power of being a witness and therefore be an active witness into doing so. All we do is we see, we announce and we draw attention to what God is already doing or what he has done before through the power of testimonies. If we think back right to the creation story, those who were with Johnny right at the beginning, he told us how, you know, how God made us from the dirt. But then he breathed life into us. And that's how he ha has it. So he breathed life into us so then we can breathe out life to others. We're not having to try and build up this like life source power inside of us. We already have it. It's right there when God breathed into us, right when he, right at the beginning, right when we have the Holy Spirit. It's him that does it. 
And he also gives us authority and dominion right at the beginning. That's what he says to Adam and Eve, that you will rule over the animals and of the air and the land. So we are, when we are sent places, he, um, to our workplaces or school places or to the local shop, we're walking there um, with authority. And not just to survive, but actually to seek transformation. And that might be really daunting, and I'm with you. So my other job that I'm, I work at, a few years ago, there were some issues with um, just relationships with colleagues and things like that. But uh, over those years, I've seen how actually there's been a unity that's been there. And I haven't necessarily gone round and um, been totally outspoken about Jesus, although I'm so challenged to do so now. But actually, God releases transformation in the places where he wants to release life. And he isn't offended if we ask for more. He's only offended when we settle for less. So if we don't feel equipped and we don't feel like we have boldness, he wants us to go to him and say, God, please like, equip me with um, this or can you give me that gift of boldness or whatever it is. He'd rather you ask to receive than not to do anything or not to say anything at all. John 10.10, 10. anyone know what that is? I have come. Life and life in its fullness, exactly. And I love this quote that I read. So the dream of God over each of your lives is that you come alive in his presence and bring life to every environment, spilling contagious hope into a hurting community. Wow, crumbs. That is so exciting, but a little bit scary, but so exciting. The excitement overrides it a bit. So back to Acts 1.8, when we're called and our assignment to be a good witness, that's what we need to do. So today, we are going to call and commission one another, because he's already called and commissioned us. So what we're going to do now is we're going to listen from a little clip from one of my favorite films. Who likes Chronicles of Narnia, the first one? Lion, the Witch, your wardrobe. Yep. Brilliant. So what we're going to play the audio of the part where they've just had a big battle. They've just defeated the White Witch. Spoilers, sorry. Um, but they're standing in Care Paravel, and all of the um, Pensieve children are lining up. I said that wrong again, didn't I, Jim? Pevensey. Sorry, Pevensey. Pevensey. Children are lined up, and they're robed, and they're wait standing before their thrones with Aslan right in the middle, and the rest of the Narnians are all gathered round in that space. So as we listen, I want you all to, I invite you all to just close your eyes and imagine you're in there. Imagine you're in that scene right there and then. You're standing right next to Aslan. Can you feel the breath of his, can you feel his breath on your arm? What other sounds can you hear? Maybe what your robe feels like.
amazing. So a few things I want to comment on with that. So first of all, you, can't, you couldn't see it because um, we had no visual, but the kids were already robed. They already had their robes on. That wasn't something that was given to them um, there. They were already there. Their robes were already on them before they were called and commissioned and assigned to that place because we're already equipped. Last week, that's what we looked at, how we're already equipped with the robe of righteousness, with the um, armor of God, whatever it is. God has already equipped us to that. And then they walked up and then they were crowned. And though they were crowned and though they were given authority over that place around Caerparavel, Aslan was still the king. He was still the king over the, um, the whole of that world, but he had called them into a place of authority, but he was still the king. And then when Aslan speaks, I love it. So the first one he says, to the glistening eastern sea I give. So there he is assigning he is sending you to a place. He's releasing a destiny to be a witness in. And then he says, I give you king slash queen Lucy. He appoints, he calls them out by name, by them being them, by them being no one else but only them. He affirms their authority as a king or queen in that place. And then it says, the gentle or the magnificent. He calls out the gen, um, their heaven identity. He anoints them with a key or a gift or a weapon to use and to yield with them. So it's like God is saying to the household of Draper, I give you Queen Holly, the joyful. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Even when saying that, it makes me like, oh, huh. <laughs> but it's so good. It's like saying to... Um, the school of Ashurst, I give you King JB, the peacemaker. It's like saying to the town of Storrington, I give you Queen Kimberly, the joy bringer. You know, it's, it's saying that God is saying all of that. It's saying um, to, uh, to the city, to the United Kingdom, I give you Queen Janet, the prayer warrior. You know, that's who God calls us to. Wherever we go, he's saying it. It could be even to Tesco's. To the Tesco's in Storrington, I give you King Nick, the, uh, the hope releaser. You know, like, wherever we go, that's where he's sending and calling us to. And we have an opportunity to receive that commissioning and to receive that calling, to witness, to bring life immediately today for our chiral services. But also, this is a lifelong calling that he's given us. This isn't just now. This is a... Um, forever thing. It's um, a call to be a witness to a saviour who did it all and gave us everything. Now, this is totally out of my comfort zone, but I don't know about you, but I'm running out of excuses to why not. So today we're going to end um, the service, which we'll explain later, but with commissioning, with us all going out commissioned. And as we do, just imagine that you can hear, at, you know, that Aslan's voice, our Father God's voice, saying to wherever you're assigned, I give you King Queen, put in your name, and then call out what identity God's giving to you today. Let's just pray. Say, so, Father God, wow, <laughs> how you know us all by name how you call us, not simply just to 
be running around aimlessly, but to be alongside you, to call out and point out what you're already doing, to be your good witness. Help us to show up. Help us to speak out your truth. Help us to remember that we are doing it with you and for you, that you are our saviour, and it's our privilege to just to simply be the power of your good witness. Hmm. Amen. Right, I think I'm going to welcome up Nick and Gemma. It's so cool, isn't it, that we are called just as we are. And uh, I love that saying, we're, we're qualified because we're called. We get the, the um, privilege of being able to go out and um, be witnesses. And it is a privilege, however scary it sounds. Don't worry, we're going to deal with however scary that sounds in a bit. But first of all, we would love for you to um, start listening to God about where he wants you to witness. And underneath your chairs, you should find one of these per person. Um, I hope there's enough. You might have to double up in your families if there are not. And there'll be a couple of pens as well. And this is uh, the beginning of you guys making your own treasure maps. And we want to really encourage you to, over the next few minutes, to listen to God and ask him specifically for clues as to who you're going to witness to and where you're going to witness. It should be fairly self-explanatory, but we want you to ask God who in particular he might want you to talk to, what it is about that person that they might want prayer for, what he wants you to say to them, and where, where might this happen? Uh, so we're going to give you a couple of minutes now in your family groups to just take a moment to listen to God, to ask him these questions. Who do you want me to speak to? What is it about them? What do you want me to say? And where might this happen? And I want to really encourage you that quite often the first thing that drops into your head is what God is saying to you. So we've done this in the past. Uh, a couple of my old churches have done this before. And we've had just some crazy things drop into our heads. And as we've gone around town searching for treasure, we've seen exactly that. We've seen that frog umbrella that someone got, you know. So listen to what, listen to what God says. Jot it down and let this be the start of your treasure hunting. Let this be the start of your witnessing as we've been hearing. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes now to do that in your family groups while the guys play behind me. Mm -hmm. 